Los Angeles Chargers are a team that may very arguably, maybe that string of words doesn't go together, doesn't matter, could very well have had, good enough, the very best offseason in the entire NFL. And I don't say that lightly because I'm a Vikings fan and frankly for what the Vikings did um, throughout the entire offseason, even just they're still adding players, I mean Sheldon Richardson, but this isn't about the Vikings. But for throughout the offseason, the Chargers have been a team that really, to me, uh, could have been in the conversation for one of the best offseasons, if not really uh, what they did in the draft. So, um, and, But that this video isn't about that. We already kind of covered what we thought about the draft, um, but we'll cover a little bit of it uh, kind of moving forward. But really the main thing to take away from this is very something simple, something very simple. Justin Herbert will lead the Chargers to a Super Bowl. Yep, that's where we're going with this. Because from what we saw in year one, we're talking about a guy that threw for over 4,000 yards. We're talking about a guy that, in my mind, even though I think he, I believe off the top of my head, he was top 10 in most categories, uh, threw for over 4,300 yards. But uh, 31 touchdown passes, 10 interceptions, completed 66% of his passes, two-thirds of his passes found it found themselves in the hands of his receivers. Listen, the point is this. Justin Herbert is a superstar quarterback that is going to be a, uh, a superstar solution for the uh, for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. And before we get into more of it, make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment. It helps people find the show. We greatly appreciate all the support that we've gotten and continue to get. You guys are all truthfully awesome, and we love every single one of you. Now, Justin Herbert, is the, he's the firecracker. He's the... Um, I'm going to use a food analogy. He is, uh, in pumpkin pie, he's the pumpkin filling. It's, he's the good stuff. It's the, it's the sweet stuff, the, the stuff that's the best part, really. But really, you can't have pumpkin pie without whipped cream. So what do I mean by that? Well, he's got the weapons, okay? His, his weapons are actually very respectable. You talk about Austin Eckler is one of the most underrated. You know, let me go back a second. The The Chargers might have two of the most underrated players in the, in the entire NFL in Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen just doesn't get any respect, and it's, it baffles me. He is easily a top 10, maybe even a top 5 receiver, and nobody talks about it, and it's just it's frustrating. But back to the uh, thing at hand here. Obviously, Justin Jackson can still get it done. Joshua Kelly showed them some things last year. Um, Keenan Allen, uh, top to bottom, this, this roster is looking dynamite. Mike Williams, Jalen Guyton, um, Josh Palmer, who they got in the draft this year. Oh, by the way, really liked that. that um, especially to get him in the third. I thought he maybe could have made the uh, the argument. He probably could have went in the second round, but I mean, I, I, I love getting him in the third. I mean, it's just as much good value. Jared Cook might, might have a breakout season for the Chargers. I full-heartedly believe that. Um, just based on what we've seen from him now, we, we talk about a man in Jared Cook that really could have, uh, couldn't have had better seasons with Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees was kind of, he was what he was. I mean, we're talking about Drew Brees as as old as he was, still able to get the football to him. And, and despite that, Jared Cook scored seven touchdowns. Yeah, he scored seven touchdowns in 2020, including uh, catching 37 passes for over for, for over 500 yards. So. Um, we're talking about a guy that in the last two years with the Saints caught 16 touchdown passes, and nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. It's a shame. I think Jared Cook could certainly and will certainly break out because of how uh, the Chargers have put talent around Justin Herbert, what they've done, especially with the offensive line. We talk about the addition of uh, Rashad Slater Excuse me, um, in the first round. I, I mean, if it wasn't going to be Slater, it was going to be Darasaw, but I love the pickup. 
You talk about Corey Lindsley. Uh, Brian Balaga, I think, is going to take a step up. Matt Filer. This entire team is trending in the right direction, and it's very, very good to see. Um, Jerry Tillery. Linval Joseph. I thought he got cut. He didn't get cut. I was thinking about... Um, Sheldon Richardson from the Browns. I I was uh, my last video. I apologize about that. Didn't get caught. Still going to be a force for the Chargers moving forward. Joey Bosa out there on the edge too. Kenneth Murray, who I said could be a huge breakout star this year. Um, Derwin James is one of the best safeties in the NFL this year. Adderley, Michael Davis. This team is trending towards the right direction, and I really truly believe it's because of Justin Herbert what he's able to do for that team. And because of Justin Herbert, I think he will well. Let's be honest. He is going to lead the Chargers to a Super Bowl. It may not be this year. It may not be next year. But soon, very, very soon, the Chargers are going to be in a Super Bowl. Uh, and I think they've got a legitimate chance to win it. But let me know. But let me know. <laughs> but let me know what you guys think. Make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment. It helps people find the show. We greatly appreciate all the support that we've gotten and continue to get. You guys are all truthfully awesome. We love every single one of you. Uh, also, remember to check out our website at the Sports Brief Podcast down uh, dot com. Excuse me. Down in the description down below, you will find handles to all of our social media platforms. Uh, make sure also to give us a, a listen and sub on iTunes as well. And if you'd have anything you'd like us to cover or like us to discuss, make sure you submit those ideas to the sports BP at yahoo.com. But with that, let us know what you think. Uh, and as far as Justin Herbert leading the Chargers to a Super Bowl. We need to be abundantly clear about something. The Detroit Lions trade to the, uh, when they traded Matt Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams, I think it had a lot of us shocked. Uh, we talk about sending multiple first round draft picks. Uh, and really, in my mind, I felt it was a lot to get, especially for Matt Stafford. But I could see it because I think he still got some uh, some tread on the tires, for lack of a better term. Uh, you know, sending, when we talk about sending first-round draft picks, the Rams, that is, sending first-round draft picks um, from the year, you know, from 2022, 2023, and a third round in 2021, uh, I was a little shocked. Um, but at the end of the day, it was, to me, uh, I, it made sense. Um, and uh, I think that at the end of the day, this is going to be, uh, it, I think it's a trade that shows it's all on the Rams moving forward as well as Matt Stafford. This is going to be an interesting trade. Um, this is going to be an interesting season because we talk about Matt Stafford in that, in my mind, is I think he's in a conversation for being a future Hall of Famer. For over 4,000 passing yards this last year, uh, over a total of 45,000 passing yards in his career, 282 touchdown passes, 144 interceptions, basically a 2-to-1 ratio there. He has not been surrounded by uh, a great team. Now, his offenses were pretty good in Detroit for a little while there. There's there's some things um, that you you had to like about some of those offenses, uh, you know, uh, with Golden Tate back in those days, uh, back when they could run the pass the football, even back when the, in the early days when they had James uh, Odenabo, Ohedabo, I can't remember how to say his name, but he was the, – the, their defense was, was legit, and their, their offense, they looked like the real deal, and I believe they made it to the playoffs that year as well. Here's the thing. Now that 
Matt Stafford is on a quality team with the Los Angeles Rams. So when we talk about, I mean, obviously you've got Cam Akers at running back. Daryl Henderson showed some things last year. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson, Tyler Higby is a solid tight end. An offensive line that can protect him. Um, the defense that uh, that features players like Aaron Donald, um, Leonard Floyd, who had 10 and a half sacks last year. Jalen uh, Ramsey, Taylor Rapp, who showed some things. There is no more excuses for a guy like Matt Stafford, especially with the situation he is now in with the Los Angeles Rams. The pressure's on. The pressure is on for Matt Stafford this year. And because it really is comes down to the fact that being on those those Detroit Lions teams when there was there was talent, but there was there was a reason to understand why he couldn't get it done there in Detroit because it is uh, it's a rough franchise right now. They're, they're figuring some things out, um, even though I love the Penny Sewell trade, or excuse me, uh, a pick that they got in this draft. I think there's a lot of things that they're going to do um, that I believe Dan Campbell is going to bring to that franchise. But I do believe at the end of the day, this says a lot about what is expected of Matt Stafford. The pressure is on. We need to make that abundantly clear. There is no excuses and he probably, in my mind, needs to have an MVP-esque type season in order to really vaunt that trade. And if we're being honest, Jared Goff and Matt Stafford, which comparing the two quarterbacks, I think it's fairly easily to assume that Matt Stafford has, in my mind, had has not only had one of the most underrated arms in the entire NFL for a long time, I think he's had one of the best arms in the entire NFL. Uh, and now that he's with some, some talent, you know, like we, we already stated, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson, Tyler Higby. This offense is rearing to go. It's ready to go. Uh, and I think that the, the Rams uh, and Sean McVay, I think that now that he's got a quarterback that can make those throws, that can make those plays, I think this offense is going to be pretty scary. I think this offense, uh, especially with what Matt Stafford can do with the football, this is going to be a fun team to watch. This is going to be a fun team to watch. And now with that, though, comes expectations, and that's where the pressure sets in. Because Matt Stafford, he's getting up there in age, getting a little long in the tooth, as the term goes, 33 years old. Um, I think he's got at least uh, probably three or four more good years left in him. But at the end of the day, this specific season for the draft haul that the Los Angeles Rams gave up for Matt Stafford, the pressure's on him. The pressure is absolutely on Matt Stafford this year. I personally think he can answer the bell and be that MVP conversation, especially as the Rams look to go capture a Super Bowl. So let me know what you guys think. Make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment. It helps people find the show. We greatly appreciate all the support we've gotten. Um, continue to get from you guys. We love all of you. Uh, make sure you guys, once again, like and subscribe down below. Leave, uh, and leave a like. It helps people find the show. Um, also, uh, check out our website at thesportsbeatpodcast.com. In the description down below, you will find links to all of our uh, social media platforms. So make sure you check those out if you have anything you would like us to cover make sure you, you send us those suggestions at the sports bp at yahoo.com uh but uh also one last thing make sure you guys uh subscribe and give us a listen on itunes that's where you can find all of our sports content there as well so with that let us know what you guys think about the pressure being on matt stafford and the Rams heading into the 2021 season <laughs>
at the end of the day, uh, the Seattle Seahawks are stacked on every which way. Doesn't matter. They are absolutely stacked. Before we get into why I think the Seattle Seahawks are stacked and they could definitely make some noise, make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment. It helps people find the show. We greatly appreciate all the support we get from you guys. But for me, it's pretty simple. It has gotten to the point now where in the offseason, trade scenarios were, were flying around. And it, even though I felt like Russell Wilson didn't exactly demand a trade, I felt like it was one of those situations where he didn't exactly stomp it out either. Um, I mean, there was there was a lot of trade buzz. But at the end of the day, he did say he was happy there. So um, I think it's getting to the point now where fans, executives, and players have to ask the question um, if this is actually going to work out. I think it will. I think the Seattle Seahawks are a dangerous team. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. The fact that Tyler Lockett gets so much disrespect actually baffles me. It truly does. I mean, he is one of the most explosive and fun to watch wide receivers I've ever witnessed uh, in the NFL. I mean, he his stature five ten and buck eighty two is not exactly a world beater like DK Metcalf. But man, are you kidding me? The amount of disrespect this guy gets. I, Nearly 5,000 receiving, receiving yards in six seasons, 37 touchdowns, not to mention what he does when he returns the football or runs the football. He's just, man, he just deserves a lot more credit. I think it's about time some people start recognizing this man for what he does. And then, of course, we talk about DK Metcalf. We've already talked about what we think of DK Metcalf. He's, he's going to be a transcendent wide receiver in the NFL. We, we know that. We know all that. But it's the weapons on every level for me that impress me about the Seattle Seahawks. We've already touched DK and unlock it. But you got Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, I think has still got some things. Gerald Everett, in my opinion, could actually blow up. Now, cards on the table, a former second-round pick, not exactly uh, didn't pan out with the Rams. But, man, the, the Seattle Seahawks really use their tight ends, and I'm really excited to see. Maybe Everett could find a way and a role here. Uh, and I think it could be really interesting to see what happens because all it takes is a for sure Hall of Fame quarterback in Russell Wilson to tr to change around the career of a guy like Gerald Everett. And I think he can do it. Um, and I think we're kind of comparing apples to oranges. Uh, apples to pears. We like to be different on this channel. We're comparing apples to peaches. I love peaches, so we have to actually compare it to that. When you talk about the quarterback comparison between Russell Wilson and Jared Goff. Now, I, I think Jared Goff is a respectable quarterback, but he's no Russell Wilson. We need to be abundantly clear about that. And then this offensive line, which actually gets a lot of hate, I don't actually think it's that bad. It could be a lot worse. You could be the Vikings offensive line, for example. Uh, we talk about Dwayne Brown, the 35-year-old, um, even though still out there doing his thing, uh, getting it done, uh, was relatively solid last year. And I, I honestly think uh, this offensive line, is uh, it, it could be, uh, better than advertised. Damian Lewis impressed. I believe uh, from what I saw, I played a lot of right guard last year. I was impressed with what I saw. Ethan Postich, I thought the Vikings should have got him a couple years ago, but they didn't. Gabe Jackson there as well, and Brandon Shell. I think this could be a pretty fun offensive line. And when you've got Russell Wilson back there making plays with his legs, you don't really need an amazing offensive line. You really don't. Um, now, does it need to improve? Yes. But I think Russell Wilson, with what he does with his legs, it's just, 
it, it it's not needed. The offensive line is not needed. Uh, a, a, a transcendent offensive line. There we go. Best better way of putting it. And then you got your defense. You know, I, I think Bobby Wagner is still amazing for what he's doing. You got Quadrate Quandre Diggs. Um, you know, Jordan Brooks there, who I, I made a video about. I think he's going to be really fun. Kerry Hyder Jr. Um, Puna Ford is one of the most underrated defensive tackles uh, in the entire NFL. This defense has got talent. This offense has got talent. They've got a franchise quarterback. They've got a coach. They've got the makings to go out and get a title. And I think they can do it. I most certainly think they, they, they can do it. And I think the, the excuse is, here, here's what it is for me. For the last couple days, as a Vikings fan, I've been watching the 2009 season. And for Vikings fans, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The magical season with Favre. There was just, there was magic. There really was something different about that team. I think the Seahawks can have a magical team. I really do. I think they've got the coach for it. They've uh, they've got the quarterback for it. And I think they've got the rest of the team for it as as far as depth-wise, excuse me, and weapon-wise. I think it could be a really fun uh, football team to watch. Um, and I think that, but at the end of the day, I definitely think the Seahawks need to go get a title this year. But let me know what you guys think. Make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment. It helps people find the show. We greatly appreciate all the support we get and continue to get from you, uh, you guys. We, we deeply love all of you. Uh, make sure you guys check out our website at the sportsbreedpodcast.com. Give us a sub and a listen on iTunes. Uh, that you know that that's where you'll find a lot of our, our longer episodes there as well. Leave us a uh, comment as well uh, as far as uh, you know. Send us an email at the sportsbp at yahoo.com if you'd like us to cover something else. But with that, let us know what you guys think about the Seattle Seahawks needing to go get a title. It has been a complete disaster to see how much DJ Moore has been underrated. A complete disaster. A disaster of epic proportions, you guys get the point. Because through three seasons in the NFL, this man has over 3,100 receiving yards. Uh, And quite frankly, I think he's only just getting started, especially with what they're putting together there in Carolina. I think... This is going to be a lot of fun with Sam Darnold. I think DJ Moore is going to have a great season. And I really think he's going to start to show everyone what he and the Panthers are made of, especially uh, moving forward. But uh, before we get into why we think DJ Moore is going to erupt. Okay, my sound effects were never really on point. But before we get into why we think he's going to erupt, make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment. Helps people find the show. We greatly appreciate all the support we continue to get. Uh, we we love, truly love every single one of you guys. We, we greatly appreciate all of you. Now, to me, the Carolina Panthers are a, a fringe playoff team. Quite frankly, they were a fringe playoff team last year. But uh, the mere fact of what they've done in the offseason and uh, in getting Sam Darnold and uh, the, the weapons that they have is uh, is nothing short of uh, spectacular. I think they're going to be a lot of fun. They're going to be a team that I think could potentially win 10 games uh, or more in 2021. And I'm really excited for this team because last year was not an indication of how good this team is. Christian McCaffrey missed a large portion of the season, and if he doesn't miss those games, I think they win at least five more games. That's right. I think they win, uh, what, ten games? That's right. I've said it from the very, very beginning. They're a very underrated team, and it's a shame as to how things unfolded with Christian McCaffrey last year because they've got weapons. Make no mistake about it. Uh, They've got an all-pro running back. They've got 
Uh, we, we've already touched on DJ Moore of how spectacular he is. Robbie Anderson out there, the speedster. Um, uh, Chuba Hubbard, I think, is going to do some things uh, this year. David Moore got some mad respect for him, especially with what he did with the Seahawks. Um, you know, and their offensive line is coming together, even though they got a pat off line starting at left guard. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but, the, you know, also Derek Brown. Brian Burns also is severely underrated, too. So um, this really this entire roster, uh, a lot of it is really underrated. You got Jeremy Chin back there, Denzel Perryman. Uh, Shaq Thompson. This is a fun roster, but for me, the special player that is going to erupt in 2021 is DJ Moore because of how special of a player he is. Now, um, I do think it's worth mentioning that despite uh, the fact that he's only scored 10 touchdowns in his in his uh, three-year career, he's going to score a lot more. That's right. I think uh, Darnold, Sam Darnold, is going to really. Um, make him explode and I think it's going to be a lot a lot of fun um, and I think he's going to be more of a deep threat too uh, you talk about a guy that uh, had 18 yards per uh, catch last year and I think it's going to be a lot of fun a guy that they give the ball to on running uh, on running the football as well and I really think uh, just with his whole the way he is and, and because of this also let's not forget that the Carolina Panthers might have the, one of the most underrated wide receiving cores in the entire NFL. You talk about, we already talked about DJ Moore, but you also add in Robbie Anderson, David Moore, and there are Brandon Zelstra, who I think has um, got some uh, great things to add, and then Shai Smith, um, who I actually, excuse me, actually really liked um, and what he did um, coming out of there, out of South Carolina. So, um, and by the way, I mean, for a six-round pick in this year's draft, I think he's going to do some special, special things. Um, and uh, this is going to be a very fun wide receiver group ish to watch and I'm really excited even though Jerry's right I, I liked him uh, as a Vikings fan so I was kind of shocked to see him go there for Carolina but it is what it is and on we go as my grandmother would say uh, but at the end of the day PJ Walker's got some stuff too I'm, see, I'm excited to see what he'll do in the NFL one day but uh, but at the end of the day back on subject here DJ Moore is going to be a special player uh, and I think especially with the addition of Donald uh, Christian McCaffrey takes the pressure off him. I think he's going to be a very special player, a guy that uh, goes up and gets the football, uh, becomes a big deep threat. Double-digit touchdowns, another 1,000-yard season, uh, I, I think is definitely um, doable. I think he's going to do that as well as uh, – I think 12 touchdowns is what I'm predicting for him this year, especially with the addition of Darnold, who will now have a better offensive line which with, than the Jets, which really isn't saying much. But even though I, – I actually, that might be up for debate now that they got Elijah Vera Tucker. But um, he's got better weapons. He's got a defense now. So I'm really excited to see what DJ Moore and the Panthers – do moving forward into the 2021 season but let me know what you think make sure you guys like and subscribe down below leave a like and a comment it helps people find the show we greatly appreciate all the support that we continue to get um, once again make sure to like and subscribe down below it helps people find the show in the description down below you will find all of the links to our social media platforms please go give us a follow there also give us a listen and a sub on itunes uh and listen to us there all of our hour-long episodes uh, or you know um longer sports content and if you have anything you'd like to discover make sure you support uh submit it to the sports bp at yahoo.com but with that make sure you guys go and have a great night let me know what you think about dj moore potentially erupting in 2021 <laughs>
from Brett Favre coming back to the defense that did just enough to the offense that was amazing, averaging over 30 points a game. But now we've gotten to the point now where we're past the magic. We're now to a point where we have to realistically look at the team and ask, is it built enough to win a Super Bowl in 2021? But before we get into why we answer if the Vikings can indeed win a Super Bowl in 2021, make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment helps people find the show. I think this question has a couple parts to it. Of course, it all starts with Kirk Cousins. Can the Vikings win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins? I believe they can. Will they? I don't know. It comes down to finding the magic. The Vikings found the magic in 2017 with Case Keenum. I predicted, I predicted that it wouldn't last and that everybody was getting too high. I hate to break it to everybody, but I did predict it. Everybody was so excited, but I, I knew the heartbreak that was coming. Just didn't have the magic that Brett Favre did in 2009. I just felt it because I knew that it was just, it wasn't, it was the team that was heavily reliant on the, on its defense that a Case Keenum at sooner or later the magic was going to run out or what seemed to be magic. It was fool's magic, fool's gold. Sorry, Afadio Danabo. But at the end of the day, the question of can the Vikings win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins has to be answered. I think they can. But does everything need to be perfect? I.e. a good offensive line, a great wide receiving core, a top running back, and a good defense. Yeah, I think you just put about... I mean, well, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl in 2000 with one of the best defenses ever to ha ever to play the game. Ray Lewis and them. Man. have we, Has it really gotten to that point with Kirk Cousins? I mean... I feel like with what they're paying him and with what with the production we've seen from him at times, it feels like he shouldn't need this much. But I guess he does. And because of that and because of the Vikings' prowess, with their, their roster, I mean, we just already mentioned it. You talk about Dalvin Cook, one of the best running backs in the NFL, one of them, excuse me. Uh, you, you talk about a wide receiver core that features a guy in Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Uh, and I think Amir Smith-Marset is going to come in and do some great things as too. Uh, as to that as well, excuse me. Even B.C. Johnson is solid. Chad Beebe's there. Blake, Blake Pearl, uh, uh, excuse me, Wap Filior. I think these guys are, are going to provide a lot of solid depth for the Vikings as well. Irv Smith Jr., I think he's going to come out and break out as a tight end. And the Vikings went out and did some, did some work in the free agency. You talk about the addition of Michael Pierce from last year. This year also grabbing Dalvin Tomlinson. Nick Vigil, solid will linebacker. Chas Surratt in the draft. I mean, man, from top to bottom, I feel like this defense is ready to be back to its old form in 2017. But will the magic be there? I don't know. I just, I don't feel it. I really don't feel it. In 2009, when Brett Favre got off that plane and stepped onto the ground at the Minneapolis National Airport or MSP, whatever it is, we felt that. We felt it. I don't know if I feel it with this team. I don't. I think they're going to be a good team, a playoff team. Uh, they had to certainly have the talent for it, and I think they can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins, but if I'm being honest, that same magic as to this team, I don't, I don't feel it right now, but that could, that could change, especially as we get into the season and we really see what this team can do. 
Because anything on paper looks great, but once you get to put it on the football field, it's a whole different story. Anything can happen between now and next February. Well, next January, which leads to the next February. But personally, I think the Vikings, I've got a lot of questions to answer, and it all has to start with week one of the NFL regular season. But let me know, Joe. Man, what is my problem? I can never finish these things. All right. But let me know what you guys think. Can the Vikings win a Super Bowl in 2021? Make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment. It helps people find the show. We greatly appreciate all the support that we've gotten from you guys and continue to get. We love every single one of you. Uh, make sure you guys also in the description down below, you will find all of our social media pla uh, handles and platforms. Make sure you guys give us a like and a follow there. Also, check out our website at thesportsbriefpodcast.com. Give us a sub and a listen on iTunes as well. And finally, if you have anything you'd like us to cover or anything uh, for us to uh, give us our take on, make sure you submit that, uh, you email that to us at thesportsbp at yahoo.com. But with that, let us know what you guys think. Can the Vikings win a Super Bowl in 2021?